Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont, filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is a podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is John Gentura, author of the book, Persons of Interest. The novel begins with a gruesome murder at a golf club on the main line outside of Philadelphia and continues with the investigation that leads to revelations concerning insider trading of stocks. As the case unfolds, a romance blooms between Warren Wallace, a golf club member, and Darcy McClelland, an assistant district attorney assigned to the investigative team. Sounds like an amazing novel, John. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I appreciate the kind words and um, looking forward to our discussion. Yes, me too. So let's start out by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book, Persons of Interest. Well, I've been an attorney for a very long time, um, 40 years or so, and I've been retired since 2010, Mm -hmm. and I've principally practiced uh, starting out with environmental law, which is obviously a hot ticket these days. Right. And um, in my reading career, I mainly read nonfiction, mainly Mm -hmm. golf history books. And um, I'm a fan of impressionist art. And my family, uh, including my three daughters, said, Dad, you're really missing something not reading fiction. Mm -hmm. I started off after retirement, reading some historical fiction, James Mitchner, David McCullough, and the like. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to try fiction, and I picked um, murder mysteries. I read um, 50 or 60 of them. Mm-hmm. And my uh, one daughter said, Dad, uh, for light reading, why don't you try reading a romance novel, which I started doing. And I, I like the happy <laughs> endings and the light reading there. A little bit prior to that, 2011 and 2014, Um, I'm a collector of golf history books. I have most of them in the world. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a history of golf, um, two editions, both published and fairly successful, and uh, took some time off. And then I got into this fiction reading, and then I decided I would try my hand at a murder mystery slash romance. Mm. So being a golfer and an attorney, not surprisingly, uh, I set the murder at a golf course. Mm -hmm. And of course, I had a couple of attorneys involved, um, two of which became very close. And while the plot was unfolding, um, they became more than just friends and uh, developed a romantic relationship. So I have like two plots going on, solving mm-hmm. the murder, mm-hmm. which the woman attorney was involved with working as a public attorney, district attorney's office. And uh, her boyfriend that she met on a blind date was a widower whose wife had died of breast cancer. And his psychiatrist was telling him to get out and socialize, which he eventually did. And he was fixed up with our young lady attorney and over time, uh, their uh, relationship blossomed, and I'm not going to go into the whole plot, obviously, but right. um, the uh, attorney and the woman began dating very seriously, 
and she was part of a team that was assigned to investigate the murder. And uh, eventually they identified some persons of interest. Mm-hmm. And uh, then um, later on, uh, we get into a discussion of the murder victim who um, was friendly with a member of the court and uh, they developed a casual relationship and mm. I'm not going to tell you what happened after that, but uh, yeah, so a lot of relationships going on there. It sounds a lot like. of relationships going yeah. on. And, and your, I, in your book. So you mentioned your book has two plots. So you have the, the murder plot going right. on and then you have the romance plot going right. on. So where did you come up with the idea for both of those plots? Was it from your previous reading? Was it based on anything, any true events that had happened? Well, um, I'm part owner of a golf course, and I thought, well, I know a little bit about golf, so I guess I'll maybe I'll have the murder take place at a golf course with the uh, victim being bludgeoned to death um, uh, with a golf club, and uh, I decided that I would spice up the book because my youngest daughter said, Dad, you really ought to read romance novels there, make you feel good at the end of the story. So I said, well, why don't I uh, spice things up a little bit and have the young attorney investigating the murder get a blind date with this uh, widower? Mm -hmm. And I thought that would be a plot that could follow right along with the murder investigation. Right. And uh, it happened. And um, I don't think I'm telling anything. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to give away. Yeah, we don't want to give away the book. I, I don't want to give anything away, but um, 99% of all murder mysteries end up getting solved. Right. Um, in my case, that was true. Mm-hmm. And then um, um, the romance uh, blossomed at a very nice pace of action throughout the book. Uh, and um, they, they started dating very seriously. And eventually um, they got to the point where she decided with his re- request that she would move in with him. Mm. So they did. And uh, they live in a community, which is where I live. Okay. And I just put them on a different street. But uh-huh. much of much of the book is autobiographical. Uh for example, I'm from Pittsburgh and the book takes place outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But I focused on Pittsburgh sports teams because that's mm-hmm. who I rooted for and yeah. still do all my life. And uh and, and you also drew on your career as a lawyer in the book as well. I beg your pardon? You drew on your career as a lawyer. You, yes. And you were able to weave in some of that, that the legal information, but in a way that readers could understand basic legal concepts. Can you tell us a little about that? Yes. Um, I decided to develop this um situation involving a crime known as insider trading where Mm -hmm. a person gets information about a company that is not available to the public Mm -hmm. and they take that information 
and use it to make decisions about buying and selling stocks. Right. Not surprisingly, that is against federal law. <laughs> and uh, so I developed that story with uh, a person inside of a company looking for acquisitions and uh, the formed a committee to check out buying some um, other smaller companies. Mm -hmm. And that had to be reviewed by the Federal Trade Commission. And uh, there was some insider trading going on where an insider in the purchasing company divulged secret information to uh, a friend of his, a brother-in-law, who then passed it on to his nephew. And they time their buys and their sells based on this non-public information, which right. is a crime. Right. So uh, eventually that whole crime gets uh, investigated and uh, it ends up um, being part of the plot involving the murder, but mm -hmm. I'll say no more about that. <laughs> right. So, and so we have, we have a murder, we have this insider trading, and then we have this very lovely romance um, yeah. between the young attorney on the, the investigating team yeah. and her, her blind date. She met her boyfriend right. on a blind date. And the blind date was set up by the attorney who was murdered. So oh, I see. That, okay. Yes. That's all tied in there uh, together. Yeah. And so you have the elements of a good story, right? The murder, the corruption, the romance, right? All of those parts to tell a, a, an amazing story. And I know you did something a little different with the forward in your book, how you added some thoughtful sayings. Can you tell right. us a little bit about that? Well, as I began reading um, the fiction, a lot of the authors have little sayings or whatever at the beginning of chapters mm -hmm. and i thought they were so clever and so meaningful mm -hmm. that i sort of started keeping a record of them and then just to be a little different i said why don't i just put them all at the front and have the reader start off reading these little sayings and then they can see how true they actually seem to be when you mm -hmm. read the book. Right. So that was my little twist on sayings. Like um, one saying is um, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Mm -hmm. And you think about that philosophy, uh, it seems to make sense. Right. So um, that was one of the sayings I put the, at the front of the book and, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, hopefully it got picked up during the course of the book. So, yeah, I, I put them all on the front. And if you just read all of them, they're all, it's almost like sitting down and reading a book of philosophy. And yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It sounds like yeah, putting reading all, that all these front. interesting things like um, uh, when the um, murderer is found, uh, there's the saying, how the mighty have fallen mm -hmm. and uh, or what goes around comes around. Right. Stuff like that. So, yeah, I did put them in the front of the book and um, 
Just a little different twist. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, having that all in one place. So can you tell us uh, one of your favorite scenes in the book or one of the, the your favorite things that you got to write about in your novel? Yes. This is kind of a funny scene. Um, my hero, Warren, loves beer, microbrewery and specialty beers. Mm-hmm. My heroine, Darcy, she's basically likes chilled white wine. Mm-hmm. And he's taking her out on a couple of dates, and she always orders white wine. And so he decides to invite her over because he's going to cook up fettuccine Alfredo. Mm-hmm. And he wants to have beverage. And he had, in his mind, kept a record of the five main white wines that she liked. Uh, I'm not sure I can remember them all right now, but it's like <laughs> Rieslings, Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Chablis, Sauvignon Blanc, and White and Zinfandel. So she's invited over for dinner, and he's scratching his head, and he goes, well, I'm going to buy one bottle of each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she gets invited over. He says, you want a drink? Yeah. Would you like white wine? She says, yes. And she says, what do you have? And he opens the refrigerator, and lo and behold, there are one <laughs> bottle of each of these five white wines. Uh-huh. And as an aside, in his neighborhood, there are a couple of BYOBs mm-hmm. bring your own bottle. Right. So, and they can actually walk to them that close. So these five wines will not go to waste when they go to their next <laughs> BYOB date. They just take one of these bottles of wine with them. Right. And, um, it, you know, and they're set. <laughs> all, they're all set. Yeah. That was, yeah, my, that was like my, my, my most fun um, scene to write. Now, you didn't ask me this, but people ask me, what was the hardest part of the book to write? Well, I'm not a prude, <laughs> uh, but I am not a, uh, you know, crazy sex maniac. Right. But as you know, uh, the way things are these days, um, people meet, they date for a while, and then they get closer, uh, shall we say, in a physical sort of way. Mm-hmm. And so I had to write, what I wanted to write were clean, genteel sex scenes. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my mind, I have my wife who's going to be reading the book and helping me edit it. Right. I have three grown daughters who obviously will read the book. Right. Well, I didn't want them to read it and say their husband slash father was kind of a, you know, erotica type writer. (laughs) So I kept the scenes very nice. Yeah. Tasteful. It sounds like. But but that was like the hardest part of writing the book. Yeah. I did not want to be. Uh. Uh, doing anything um, over the line. Yeah, yeah. You want to convey what they're doing, but not in a way that's sure. you know, too much for for the readers. Yeah, I completely understand that. Right. <clears throat> Who would you say your book would appeal to, and why? Well, in my press release, I said this book has something for people who like gritty murder mysteries because it was a rather gruesome murder. Mm-hmm. Something for people who like spicy romance. I, I thought it made it a little bit spicy, mm-hmm. not too spicy. And of course, something 
for golfers mm-hmm. and non-golfers alike because it involves two golf courses and the murder took place on the golf course. And then I conclude, it is my hope that persons of interest will bring new readers to what I call the, quote, murder, mystery, romance genre. Mm, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I call it because that's what it involves. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, anyway, maybe that will come true and a whole new couple of different audiences will um, be interested in acquiring the book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, it has all the angles, the, the, the murder, the romance, the corruption, all the elements that make a good story. I hope so. Yeah. My guest this week has been John Jinchura, author of the book, Persons of Interest. John, I want to thank you again for joining us. And before we close out, what do you hope the readers learn or take away after reading your book? Mainly that it was entertaining. Yeah. And they enjoyed it. That's mm-hmm. really um, that my, my main purpose is just to write a book that people will find interesting and uh, recommend to their friends. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that that's that's what you accomplished. So again, John, I want to thank you for joining us and being our guest on Books on Air. You're very welcome. And thank you for having me. I appreciate the time. Yes. Take care. Bye-bye. You can find more about the book, Persons of Interest, on Amazon. And I'll link to the book in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.